any couple can be successful at doing business together as long as you create boundaries. And that's something that we've done great at over time. Now, again, this is learned. It just didn't start out that way. Right. It just didn't start out where we're able to have right. conversations, you know, be able to navigate through conflict, right? You know, you know, mm-hmm. my wife is very uh, opinionated, right? <laughs> so uh, getting trouble back on that plane. Right? Uh-huh. No, I mean, you know, I'm cool now. No, but but um, you are now tuned in to a Power Podcast Network production. And we're back, episode nine of the Keep the Money on the Four podcast. Um, I'm excited today, Lance, man. Episode 9, we raised the stakes. Now, these people told me on that walk-in that they came in town just for me. So we got our first out-of-town guest. Now, if you look on the gram, yesterday they were in South Beach at the Fountain Blue. Come on. You know, according to the Geotag. You know? <laughs> and now they're in Charlotte. I feel special. I want to welcome to the podcast the Johnsons, Frank and Lakeisha. How y'all doing? Excellent, man. Thanks for having us. So y'all was on South Beach yesterday? Yeah, last couple days. Just kind of kicking on South Beach. Just kicking it, you know, just casually. A little workcation, you know. Workcation. workcation. What was the weather like down there? It was, was the first day was beautiful. It was real nice. Yesterday was a little rainy, but we still South Beach, so it was beautiful. It was nice. It was real nice. Just one of those things you just wanted to get away, because where's home now? ATL. ATL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, literally before we left, we were doing a uh, we were doing a photo shoot for our, for one of our artists uh, in our basement. Yeah. And literally, we left them in the basement and got on the like, plane. Literally. And it was like just call us. Like, yeah, we gonna we, y'all leave we, out. We out. We'll lock it. We done did too much. Good. Everyone we need is. To go. Hey man, listen. <laughs> first of all, I don't know Lance if you caught that. Lance is the producer of the. <laughs> Power Podcast Network, by the way. So you hear me say Lance. Come on. But they, they flew here. They left people in their basement to do a photo shoot. Text me when you're done. Yeah, I like to do Y'all major, man. So when y'all get the reality show, man. Man, oh start, start right now. Hey, listen. Somebody called VH1. But um, no, I'm glad you guys are here. And, of course. You know, Jokingly, but I'm, I'm I'm happy to see you guys arrive safely in Charlotte. Thank you. With everything going on, man, what's what's COVID life been like for you guys? Oh man, I I want to say personally, it's been I think a reality check on what's more important for us. It's it's been some changes. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think the difference from you know when you don't want to go somewhere compared to being told you can't go somewhere is two different things. Um, but I will say, you know, for the most part, um, it's been really great for us, even from the business side on getting very creative on how to reach people, um, especially on the entertainment side and the event side and everything that we do. But um, it's, it's, been, it's been some challenges, but it's mm-hmm. definitely caused us to think outside of the box, which is really great with being innovative. And so it hasn't been that bad. Yeah, what about you? I say it's it's been the most phenomenal time of our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's from a personal standpoint. It's really having a chance to connect more because we have the time now. Don't worry, I have to worry about uh, you know she you know Keisha going into the office or uh, you know I'm not doing as much traveling as mm-hmm. as I would normally do. So uh, we you know we've had the opportunity to connect deeper. So that's a great thing for yeah. our marriage, right? Number one, yeah. and then number two um, from business. We've 10x through this time. Mm. Like, it really came at us 10x, and I guess with having that same ability to have uh, the time and energy to really just sit down and strategize mm-hmm. and focus, 
and uh, also to leverage resources that are out there. Mm-hmm. So it's been great, man. So what I take from that is obviously quality time because yeah. you guys are married, yeah. Um, yeah. and that's great, and just an opportunity to shift, focus, think outside the box, and mm-hmm. everything sounds to be good because, mm-hmm. you know, this this pandemic, this situation has hit everybody differently. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. and, I mean, I have a podcast now. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know if this podcast wouldn't happen had it not been for COVID-19. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and exactly. a campaign that I launched. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, take the good with the bad. You exactly. Know? Right. My, my dad says you got to take the, the burnt toast with the good toast. Exactly. Yeah. So let's, um, let's go back. Uh, obviously, we know each other through 100 Betty's Ford Road. 100 exactly. Betty's Ford. So you first... Um, how did you get to Smith? How did you oh, hear about Smith? Like, what's, what's your Smith story? Oh, my God. What's so crazy is I was in the 10th grade. I'm originally from Richmond, Virginia. Shout okay. out to 804 b So oh, hold, 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 hold on, hold on. So, respectfully, <laughs> I got I to correct her. Okay. She called Richmond the DMV. Come on. Richmond is not the DMV. Come on, it's Virginia. We're, we're in that whole makeup. We're in that whole DMV. The DMV, DMV consists of, if you can get on the train, if the train could come See, to your house. It's always Because <laughs> I'm from the, the city. Group. It's right. always Respectfully, one hater. I had a preference at first, brother. I don't want no smoke. Listen, you know what I'm saying? No smoke. You tell them the same thing I tell them. But, but <laughs> shout out to Richmond, Virginia. Please <laughs> proceed. See? So I was about in 10th grade, and at the time I was attending high school, Henrico High School, Go Warriors. And Smith was actually doing uh, the marching band in the National Institution of Style. Mm-hmm. IOS was actually doing the exhibition at um, at a high school oh. competition. Yeah. That my school at the time, so I've been in band all my life. And what year is this? This was, I want to say, 2001. 2001. Yeah, 2001. Or okay. maybe 2002. 2001, 2002. Either one, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we were actually, I was a dancer in the band then, dancer even when I was at Smith, but they were doing an exhibition uh, there, and I had never, ever seen anything like what Smith did. I had never seen, like, the show was ridiculous. The dancers, from the time they got on the field to the time they left the field, it was nonstop. I had never seen dancers, as a matter of fact, during that time especially, I had never seen dancers actually participate essentially almost in the full show. Mm-hmm. Like from their piece to the breakdown, like leave. Like I had never seen that. So I'm just like, I got to go to this school. Yeah. I have to go. Like I didn't, had never heard of them, like whatever, like never heard about Smith, but that grabbed my but attention. But you've heard of like, because you're so close, Virginia yeah, State, yeah, Virginia Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, like yeah. No, like especially where I'm from, Norfolk. especially in, in the Marshall Man world, you were going to go to Norfolk State. Yeah. Like that was just not even a question. Like if you were in Richmond, Virginia, in the band, you were going to Norfolk State. Okay. And so when I seen that, the matter of fact, Smith was the only school that I applied for. I didn't want to apply to any other institution and everything. And especially when I started doing my homework and just knew about the history of the school and just all the amazing people that came from Smith and all that like that. I'm like, I have to go there. And sure enough, 2004, got there, joined the band, dancer, captain. So Smith has been the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. So that's when I met this guy. (laughs) What's your your story, man? How'd you land at Smith, bro? So yeah, so... Smith, uh, of course, I knew about Smith. I grew up in North Carolina. What uh, part? Fayetteville. Two six. I was just there yesterday. Yeah, Fayetteville. So did you go to EE? No. So I went right outside in the country, Western Harnett. Okay. And um, so I have actually I have a nephew at seventy first right now. So that's 
Yeah. That's old stomping ground right there. But uh, so, uh, you know, growing up in Fayetteville, knew something about Smith, about, about all the HBCUs that are mm-hmm. here in the Carolinas. Kind of something we kind of pride ourselves on with having so many HBCUs here. Yeah. And um, I remember I was watching The Goat. Huh? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Earl Manigo, right? Yes, the Goat. He hooped at Smith. So I was watching that story, and uh, I think I was may have been in eighth and ninth grade. And I always wanted to move to Charlotte because it's the biggest city in yep. um, in the Carolinas. My parents are uh, are New Yorkers. My mother's from Harlem, and my dad is originally from Alabama, but he moved to New York City when he was 18. So mm-hmm. uh, during the summers, I would always travel to the big city, hang out with my cousins, et cetera, et cetera. So I said, you know what? I want to move to the big city in Carolina, go to yeah. school, kind of do my thing like that. So when I saw that John C. Smith was actually in Charlotte, uh, you know, I wanted to... Uh, always be a corporate banker. That was kind of the thing I aspired to do and I felt that this would be the perfect place. So uh, long story short, with my musical gifts, uh, got a band scholarship to uh, JCSU, IRS, Funk 5 Mob, you know what it is. All that, all All that, that. all that. But yeah, so that's how we ended up uh, in in Charlotte at Smith. So scholarship, what instrument? Uh, Percussion, so I played uh, the Quints um, and I was section leader also. Yep, yep. Man, listen, um, there's like a, a Mount Rushmore of like, am I allowed to say the band yes. acronym? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You know, I don't want no smoke. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's um, not nah, real. Nah, <laughs> but listen, that's smoke for real. Bro. Don't mess with a band person. <laughs> that's a real you know, smoke. Talk, and I'm a, I got a story for y'all too. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But there's like a Mount Rushmore of like people from the band IIOS. Yeah. And I think of you two. Mm-hmm. I think of Vinicus, I think mm-hmm. of Sam, yeah. I think of Michael Paul, I think of my brother Ben, yeah. that, that, you know, ben. is no longer with yeah. us, yeah. you know what I mean? I think of people like that, right. because there's just this desire, there's mm-hmm. this love for the band like no other. You cannot yeah. say anything wrong about a band director, right. a no. band, like, no. uh, yeah. just Camille, yeah, Steve yeah. Wilder, yeah, yeah. like yeah. all those folks, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you guys told the story of our HBCU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I show, tell us like a memory. Like there's something that just sticks man. out. Somebody say, man, give me that band story. Because I remember that when we went oh, to the first Honda. Gosh. Yeah, that was lit. So I yeah. was, that was 03, 04. 03. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 03. And, and then we went back to back 04. Yeah, that was, so that would be my band story. Yeah. But I never yeah. been in the band. But yeah. it was just amazing. But please yeah. share with me one oh, band story that sticks out. Lord, stories can go for days. Um... Uh, I think I have two. A uh, quick one. I remember the first time what we call in band blocked up. And it was actually in front of the band room and across the band room. That's that's listen, right? No, that's Carter. What's up? That's what's Barry. Barry. And, Barry. And, 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 right. Uh, that's Barry right there in the corner. And then, Barry Myers. Barry Myers. Myers. Yeah. Yeah. So we block up for those in the band. You know where we block up at. And then we, of course, we march around the school. And, you know, I'm a freshman, so I had never... We never had did the whole marching around the school thing. And I never forget, like, we, you know, we were called to attention. And just the echo of it, it was just like, I'm a part of this. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you just see people leaving, like, the dorm rooms. And yeah. everybody's swarming around. Next thing you know, there's cars that's lined up. But then when we got called to attention and we're about to march around, cars are backing up. Yeah. So there was no, like... I'm coming through the band anyway. It's like people knew like, oh, okay, yeah. let me just stop where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Let me, And I had never, 
seen anything like that but to know like that's what the band did and it brought people loud and people cheering us on and people loving it so that was great then i think my second um like the best experience ever i was i think it was time for me to get validated (laughs) and so at this point i think i was i think it was going into sophomore year or something like that and so i wasn't quite validated yet and if you're in a band, a lot of times the band is actually back on campus before essentially anyone, even the football team. Right. And so, and of course, if you know that schedule was like 5 a.m. until whenever. So at the time, like um, I wasn't quite validated yet. So I didn't had all my stuff. So I wasn't supposed to be in the dorm. So I snuck in the dorm and no one knew about my situation. Plus, I didn't know. I didn't tell anyone or whatever. But long story short, someone in the band to this day, I don't know who found out that I needed like certain things like toiletry items or whatever case may be. Never told anyone, didn't tell my section or whatever. One day after practice, next thing I know, I get a knock on the door. Someone even found out the dorm room I was in because I didn't tell anyone because I wasn't supposed to be in there. No way. Yeah. So next thing I know, I get a knock on the door and there's people from every section in the band, dancers, percussion, trumpet players, everybody in the band. So somehow someone told the band they went to Walmart came back, brought me a slew of stuff, like everyone, and they're just dropping off the bags. And I never felt so appreciated and even protected. And to this day, I can even say, like, people who are in the band, we're, like, legit family to this day. Yeah, no, I I, I joke about the whole, like, (laughs) standing up and fighting or whatever. But, like, there's just this blind loyalty. Yeah, I mean, it's an obvious loyalty, but it's like, Bro. It's just no question. No, don't, don't do that. Don't mention it's nobody no about the negative. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's like, you. I've never seen yeah. that before. And I want to touch on something that you said. I remember those days because we used to get back to your, to your first story mm-hmm. of the, the lining up around yeah, the dorms. Yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, bro, you know they're coming around <laughs> 7. Let's <laughs> go outside. Let's post up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get to our spot because... You just wanted to experience that, especially mm-hmm. when you first got back, mm-hmm. because that was a part of like, all right, let's Spirit. see who all out there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before cell phones. Yeah, yeah. That's right. What about you, bro? Well, in the spirit of fighting, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it filtered. I'll go with story two. But there was a certain time, I believe, like you may have been on the court during this time frame, <laughs> there was a certain intramural game, basketball, mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the story or not, that part, but uh, a young gentleman, and we are phenomenal now, but uh, we had to set some records straight, right? <laughs> so, you know, I I come from, you know, a house of ballers, but I'm also the youngest, right? So, and, and you know, when you're the youngest and it's 13 years between yourself, your older brother, and then you got two sisters that play D1 ball, and uh, you kind of, you know, you, you kind of little the runt at the time, right? Everyone kind of beats up on you, but you kind of have to learn to to hold your own in a certain situation. So I remember it was a certain story, um, a certain intramural basketball game. Young man, um, he, I guess he took my meekness, right, uh, the wrong way. And so, you know, we just going back and forth throughout the game. We get a little testy, you know. I give him a little nudge, you know. Come down, boop, boop. You know, hit him with the one, two. Yeah. Splash him, you know what I'm saying? Steph Curry with a shot. You know what I'm saying? Step back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, after that, you know, it, you know, it gets a little physical. And uh, so, after one particular foul, you know, young man, you know, comes up, you know, puts his 
fist to my face. He didn't punch me, but it's the fact that you put your fist to my face. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's think about this. I still got the ball. He turns around. So I literally tried to drive the ball through the back of his head like I was pitching a ball, right? <laughs> okay, so that's how that scenario kind of played out. Yeah. So lo and behold, you know, we at the gym party. We in Brave Boy, we boogieing, you know what I'm saying? And I go out to the bathroom, you know. He comes to the door. He's like, yo, uh, he hit me with the, you know, the fist pump, like we in, you know, on the playground in eighth grade or something. So he hit me with the fist pump, like, yeah, you. I said, okay, cool. So I went back to the gym party and boogieing, you know what I'm saying, get my ones and twos on, you know what I'm saying? And uh, a couple of my... Uh, Funk Five Mob Brothers, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, you know, let me know. Hey, man, I kind of, you know, saw something. Like, everything good? I thought, like, yeah, everything good, man. Don't don't worry about that. So, we was walking outside from the party, and, um, and um, you know, it was just a real conversation between me and my brothers. Like, yo, don't worry about nothing. We got you. Don't worry about nothing. And uh, so, point blank. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm trying to leave off the campus. I was living off campus at the same time. So it was like, nah, but before we leave, leave, leave off campus tonight, we got to go over to this dorm room and make sure that it's understood what it is. Right. So it was, again, we had a good amicable conversation. We had a good, you know, it was a good amicable solution. Everyone kind of understood their roles, but it was to the point where it was literally about probably 30 of us from the drum line that came over to make sure that, you know, everything was good. But um, long story short, you know, that's kind of one of my band stories, but it's, you know, it's all about that family moment yeah. and making sure, you know, that we, we are all good. And at the same time, like, you know, I'm 190 now. Your boy's running around 143 pounds soaking wet in the, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in the streets back in the day. Man, those, so. were, those were just fun times, man. Yeah. You know, talking about gym parties and... Yeah. You know, just football oh, okay. games. Like I, I, I remember because my time at Smith was 01 to 05, so mm-hmm. we had to play games at like Memorial Stadium and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. that because mm-hmm. the Belt Complex wasn't ready yet. Like mm-hmm. even in those days, just to look forward to the halftime yeah. performances and stuff like that. Now, fast forward time. Um, obviously, our university as a whole is experiencing challenges, yeah. and the band is not what it once was. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember sharing this with you on our, you know, on our uh, call. Mm-hmm. Like, someone said, if you want to know how HBCU is doing, you take a look at the band. So mm-hmm. true. Do you guys agree with that? That's so true. I, I would have 100%. to. I was going to say. I was going to say that to the point. And I don't think we mentioned <clears throat> this before. For us, even with the example of how I got to Smith, and, and my example, to be honest, if you ask a lot of marching band students, it's very similar in some ways. Um, the band was the marketing tool that got me to Smith. Right. Period. Right. I didn't hear about their program. I didn't know, especially at that time, about the, the ThinkPad laptop mm-hmm. back in early 2000s. I didn't, I didn't hear about that. But I saw the band, and I saw what they um, delivered, and I saw that form of excellence, right? And for me, or for I think for my husband and I, especially on a business uh, aspect, I believe that when you invest in your band, you really invest in your institution. You are literally, it's like a walking billboard. It literally is. And I think a lot of times, especially for our students, they need to see that. 
And I think the band was such a, um, just a tool to represent the school, not even at large, but just to, to represent the school and the excellence that we present, the excellence that we are, the greatness that we are. And not even that, if you think about it, even if you were to take 150, 200 students, that's 200 students times that four yeah. for every four years. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? A great perfect example is Smith is a private institution. Well, so is, look at Benedict. Benedict grew overnight. Look at Talladega. Talladega in itself, I think they're like 300 plus in their, in their band program. Like in their institution went from wherever it was, was to wherever. 400 to 12. Right, 400 students to 1,200. Six year period. This is because of the band. Because because of the band. band. It doubled because of the band. And doubled because of the band. And so <laughs> to that, you know, if there was any advice, I guess, if, if we could give to that, it would to be, take a look at your band. Like, what can you invest in? Scholarships. I knew for me, my sophomore year, I was one of the first dancers during that time to even get a scholarship. And it helped out tremendously. Yeah. So. But something beyond that, beyond just throwing money at a problem, is right, mm -hmm. it's where you put that money, right? Mm -hmm. So if you, you think about it from a leadership perspective, my time in the band, uh, we didn't really take anything for granted. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. we had to go out and grind for it. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean by that? Um, we went out and we had several engagements where we, uh, you know, did engagements for corporations or, um, you know, the Hornets, when, you know, the original Hornets and uh, the Panthers and all these other institutions. Yep, yep. Uh, so, so that's really... Uh, something that it kind of begins with, yeah. uh, you know, with with leadership at and the end of the those day. Relationships yeah, in and, the community. Well, that's yeah. what it's yeah, that's yeah. what it's about. It's not about just the band. It's yeah. it's about understanding the business of the band, understanding that it is a marketing tool, yeah. and, and uh, it is a business. And it is a business. It is, but it's it's exactly what you just said. I mean, what I took from what you said is, mm -hmm. it wasn't a brochure, it wasn't a program, it wasn't yeah. a laptop. It was how they sounded, how they looked in unison. Mm -hmm. That's what attracted mm -hmm. me. The energy. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's the same thing for an athlete. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yo, I like the volleyball. Or yeah. I like softball or yeah, whatever yeah. the case may be. I think we saw a shift in our university, obviously, when the president switched. Yeah. When yeah. Yancey left. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, you know, not to point the finger at mm -hmm. him and his administration, mm -hmm. but I don't think Dr. Carter... Mm -hmm. uh, respected the band as a tool, mm -hmm. as a marketing tool mm -hmm. to, to attract people. He wanted mm -hmm. Smith to be known as like this prestigious school with these scholars. And that's cool because mm -hmm. we are already. Absolutely. Absolutely. However, we are HBCU right. culturally, right? And we're right. in the city right. miles right. away from uptown Charlotte. Right. And it's like, like you said, how, how is it that? A school like Benedict, or has a school like mm -hmm. Talladega, mm -hmm. all these schools are like, are we in the city of Charlotte? Right. Mm -hmm. well, all these I was going to say that or not in major cities. Yeah. Correct. And so I think I was going to say that too. And it also requires from, from what Frank was just saying, even from a leadership perspective, like you have to understand the business of the band. Like even if you don't understand band, that's fine. But even from a business perspective to look at like that, like what can this 
program do for the institution at large. Right. And I think when you have that understanding, then you understand the value that it brings to the institution. So, What's it like being on the alumni side of the International mm -hmm. Institution of Sound? Yes. You know, see, I hesitated <laughs> saying that. that, was, that? No, no, I looked at you and I looked at you and I was like, can, can I? Yeah, no, I what's it that? like? You know, is there an alumni group? Like, how do, yeah. how do you guys communicate? Yeah. Talk to me about so, that. So there is a... Um, Alumni Association yeah. mm. uh, that's headed up by uh, Kim and Wydell Littlejohn. They've Shout been very instrumental. Shout and, out to them. Yeah. yeah, for sure. They've been very instrumental over the last few years. Of, I like what you did there. Yeah. They're very instrumental. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. See that? Yeah. Come on, man. That? Great. <laughs> Come on, man. Sorry, man. That was a But they've been very, um, a very intricate part in regards to bringing everyone back together. So um, that... Uh, Alumni Association is now live as a 501c3 organization yeah. that we all are contributing to on an annual basis uh, to make sure that we can uh, leave a path for the new students mm -hmm. that are, are coming in and those that are currently involved. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So we, we, I feel like we laid a foundation here and you guys um, are a power couple. Obviously, you. you're married and you're in business together and you have something that I've been seeing uh, on social media and just knowing you guys for a while. First and foremost, thank you for your support oh, yeah. and everything so, that I've course, done. But you guys have something that I want you to elaborate more on, and that's Kingdom Plug. Mm -hmm. How did that come about? What is it? You know, talk to us about that. Absolutely. So Kingdom Plug, uh, Kingdom Plug is our events branding and marketing company, and it, it kind of derived from um, uh, years of doing things in entertainment and, mm -hmm. and on the business side and on the marketing side. Uh, I started out um, several years ago. Uh, well, we started out together mm -hmm. several years ago. Um, we launched our very first networking event. It's called... It's not called? what you know, it's who you know. It's not what... Like, yeah. Back in the day, if you're from Charlotte, then you remember on Tryon, it used therapy. to be called therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Back, so, way back in the day. Yeah, so... On the hood side of Tryon, I like to call it. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Down by the rustic, down by rustic Martin. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so y'all was throwing networking events. Uh -huh. Yeah. So we kicked off with a networking event, mm -hmm. and uh, that was about 12 years ago. Actually, mm -hmm. next month. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, we had 40 people at that networking event. Mm -hmm. That was exciting. Oh, we thought we was killing yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, exciting. Oh, 40 40. I'm a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a problem. Should like a networking event. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> So, so you know that was our start, and uh, it led to other types of events of uh, uh, live music promotions, mm -hmm. party promotions, and then starting to get into. Stop. Yep. You used to, I think you're the one that introduced me, and please correct me if I'm wrong. The Go Go Band. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Swagger. Uptown Swagger. Uptown Swagger. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Go Go Glam. Coming back to me now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Go Go Glam. Yep. Who's went to Smith also? Yeah. yeah. Uptown Swagger. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, yep. So we we started um, doing the local Go Go Band Uptown Swagger. Yep. Shout out to Lamb Uptown Swagger. Yeah, right? man. And uh, so we were doing those events together, and then CIW rolled around. We started bringing in Subtle mm -hmm. Thoughts and all the DC bands to yep. collab and do all that stuff with it. Yep. That led to uh, just doing different tours with different artists. We had the opportunity to break the uh, the Hamiltons. We did their first tour and everything. So those come on, man. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on, hold on. He he just said what I think he said, Lance. Yeah. <laughs> they flew in from Miami. <laughs> right? Catch that first, right? Then he said 
Something about the Hamiltons. Casually. <laughs> Can you say that again? Well, yeah, we had we we had the opportunity to break their first tour. So it started right here, show. Right here, show. Yeah, the price going up. After this <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're gonna, yeah. I'm gonna put a booking fee in the body. <laughs> we major now. Yeah, but that's dope, man. How did how did that uh, opportunity come about? It's crazy. So it's um, we're relational business, right? Mm -hmm. So that same very first. Um, networking events, right, that we were doing back in the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Lilo from the Hamilton, shout, shout out to, to Tony, Tony Lilo, Lilo um, was come in and play guitar and just sing for our guests. Mm. Uh, and so the crazy part is um, we didn't have a budget then. So I'd be like, yo, Tony. We got you on $50 I got, I got you and 50 a chicken bucks dinner. <laughs> Your wings. We got you. And a, and a, you know, couple, you know, other things. And what year is this? You know, so. Oh, God. Sheesh, bro. This timeline-wise, I'm trying to piece it together. 2012? This probably was in year three or four. And this is here in Charlotte? Yeah, this is in Charlotte. This is in Charlotte. Wow. So, um, again, we're talking about eight to nine years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, so, mm -hmm. over that time, again, it's, it's crazy. I've had an interesting life. Like, I, I still... Managed the band. I played in the bands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Tony would come in. He would fill in for the band for me. He would do events, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then um, we actually did an event um, for Tony. Mm -hmm. um, I can't. The timelines are coming convoluted at this particular point. So Tony was actually um, he was singing with the Hamiltons, but he was launching his own project. Mm -hmm. So we actually promoted a couple of events for him. The one event we did, we first did it, we put 900 people in uh, Blue Note. Who was previously owned by Oscar and Kaya Frazier, yeah, who were also yeah. Smithites. In the band. That's yep. right. Band yep. Connection. Yep. Band Connection. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So, um, 900 in Blue Notes. In Blue Notes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so, you know, and yeah, Oscar was like, Frank. It's five marks to come out yeah, here. Frank, right, come right, on, right. Yeah. I was like, but we can still get five more in. <laughs> but 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 we put nine hundred in mm -hmm. before ten p.m. Word mm -hmm. before the show even started. Mm -hmm. So we probably turned away five six hundred people that night. So I hate to keep using this word stop. I cringe when I told you to stop earlier. Yeah. But I want to pause on something. So yeah. let me clarify. Like mm -hmm. If I say stop, I just want you to elaborate on something. Mm -hmm. 900 is a lot of people. Mm -hmm. What was your strategy at that time? Because you're talking 2012, right? Mm -hmm. So social media is not really popping. So that's why I'm like, stop, because it's not like I just post a flyer on myself. We mm -hmm. had Facebook, obviously. Yeah. But like, what was your marketing strategy to get 900 people in 2012 to the venue before 10 p.m.? Well, it was quite easy because you said it. Social media wasn't popping to the mainstream. Right. But I had already transitioned to social media. So that's really kind of been my strong point from a marketing perspective. Is I'm constantly in the in the books and, and certifications and understanding the algorithms and all those different things. Mm -hmm. So that was one way that we did it. Another way that we did it, I had a little cheat code okay. that I can't tell you about. Give up, told give you. up some game. Huh? Give up some game <laughs> on the podcast. All the songs. But no, but no, really, um, there was this thing called Groupon. Yeah. And... Um, yeah. Before cats even caught on, I said, let me see what this Groupon yeah. thing is all about. Mm -hmm. And uh, priced it right. And uh, so uh, we sold about five or 600 tickets via yeah. Groupon. 
Yeah, I'm going to date y'all real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you remember back in those days, because I used to throw events too. Shout out mm-hmm. to Four Horsemen. Yep. Remember we used to try to get your events on charlottevibe.com? Man. Yep. Man. Remember that? Oh, yep. Oh, gosh. You used to pay for an advertisement. Yes. Or, yep. Oh, email my blast. gosh. Come on, man. Yep. Those oh, were the days. And I still use all those tools, like yeah. Charlotte Vibe and uh, what's uh, our, our girl that started us out, the lady that started us out, shout out to Coretta Livingston. Yep. Uh, yep. Shout out to QC Coretta, Info who's Broker. been out with us since yeah. 2009. Still hustling. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. I mean, she's always been in our corners, always mm-hmm. treating me like little bro, mm-hmm. put me on yeah. situations. Always uh, supported. But yeah, that's what it was about, yeah. man. But man, long story short, man, it was crazy. 900 people before 10. You know, Tony's in there singing to my mom. My mom came out front row. <laughs> church mother came out. <laughs> she on the front row. So Tony gave me a rose tonight, baby. All right, mom, you go home. Let's go home. All right. So, um, but that's that. Again, it was all relationship based. Absolutely. And so that that's how we've been able to build the business to this point now. And um, and again, so next thing you know, I pick up the phone and say, Hey, Tony, it's time to do it again. He was like. No, Frank, we're going to do something different. Like, the guy's going to give you the first shot at the first tour for the Hamiltons. And that was back then. That was fast forward. That was back in 2017. 17. So, so we were living in Atlanta at the time. But we started it here. Here in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So we did a a quick four-city run. Mm -hmm. What cities were those? So we did Charlotte. Next day, we did Greensboro. Uh, Next weekend, we did Birmingham. Birmingham. In Atlanta. Over a period of? Two weeks. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so that that was that. And that led to uh, us doing some bookings for them and other artists, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's just been a, you know, a great journey from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys, um, you came home uh, a year or so ago and you did something that Smith pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. Talk about that. And also talk about how you were able to connect the dots with the yeah. university. Because I think a lot of people, not to open your books, but a lot of people don't know how mm-hmm. I can have an event mm-hmm. and use Bray Boy Gymnasium mm-hmm. or Irwin Bell Complex. Mm-hmm. But talk about the event and talk about how it all came about and who's your contact and all that stuff. I was going to say, so when we fast forward, so at this point it's like 2018, and this is when we start transitioning. So our uh, 501c3s, HBCU Culture Legacy Tribe. And that's when we started, you know, it was essentially HBCU culture. And so to, back in 2018, um, we had a huge event. And no, it was no other place to do it, but or made sense at the time, but to do it at Smith. You know, we come from that world. Smith is, of course, here in Charlotte. So it just made sense to do the first one on, on our very own campus. And I'll tell anybody, it takes a lot <laughs> to put that on. Um, what happened or what... Well, it was actually, was out shopping for venues. That's right. That As a matter of fact, we were actually shopping. Tell us the I was actually um, going to start at, I want to say we were shopping. Yeah. Um, so, so We were shopping for venues at yeah, the time. Yeah, so the, the event is now... HBCU culture, mm-hmm. homecoming, mm-hmm. and uh, Battle of the Band showcase. Mm-hmm. So it's a three day event now. Yep. Mm-hmm. We kicked it off at John C. Smith as a one day event. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy because we were actually out shopping for venues. Yeah. We had to run all the way up and down the East Coast just looking for the venues, right? And uh, then the opportunity came yeah. available at John sense. C. Smith. It just made sense. So it made sense for us to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, 
the school was so gracious to allow us to come mm-hmm. on to the campus and to be able to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a phenomenal weekend. It was mm-hmm. another one of those situations where, uh, you know, I left the campus early that morning of the event, came back around five. And Next thing we a, know, we saw there was a line, line literally from Erwin Belk around to Fifth Street across the bridge. So at this point, we I had we went to go change. That's what it was. So our team was already in place. Everything we were because well, that entire day in one day we had a college and career fair. We had a fan street fest, festival. a street festival, yeah. um, and then of course we had the battle of the bands later that evening. Yeah. Um, and so we went change, came back. We weren't even an hour. We weren't even an hour. Came back when you get like from Irwin Belt to Fifth Street to across the bridge, people were in line. Wow. And it wasn't until we parked, walked into Irwin Belt on the track, and you see the whole stadium packed. To the point where we had people, because we had even we even had seats on the track. We yeah. made VIP seats, if you will, yeah. on the track to give that more personal band experience yeah. on the track. And I think it wasn't until like at that moment. It's a real. It was it was surreal. It's something that that you we sat here and planned and yeah. you know we're traveling. Mind you, at, at that time we we're in Atlanta, so we're traveling back and forth. Um, this was done in the matter of sixty three days. Okay. Um, you know, connecting like start to finish. Start to finish days. the marketing. So sixty three. Yeah. So that's from from the time we buttoned up the agreement with the university. From the time we buttoned up the agreement with the university. Um, and got that first flyer out. Yeah. 63 days. The clock mm-hmm. started ticking. And it was nonstop. And um, we walked in the stadium. So do you contact, like, athletics to rent it? Do you contact the business office? Like, who do you... Um, who was I, your, you know... Two. Yeah. Actually, two. Yeah, we, we, we did two. We, we, we actually contacted... Um, Events, special right. events, yeah. right? That's right. And um, then we had to connect with Coach Joyner. Coach Joyner nice. uh, over in athletics. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, we called out the big guns <laughs> in, 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 in the big office there oh, just yeah. to make sure in, we in get middle. things together. Yeah, yeah. The way yeah. that yeah. 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 yeah, VP off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still, I mean, like, you know, it had to have been a full circle moment. Right? Oh, yeah. On a, on a field oh, yeah. you once performed. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And now you're on the other side of it, like, yo, we brought, what, what bands were there? Oh, dope. shout out to a t We yeah. had Benedict, uh, South Carolina State. Winston-Salem State. Winston-Salem State. And, of course, our own. We had it's Smith issue. as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we had five that year, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was all a Carolina thing. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that was very intentional. And it was on a Saturday or a Sunday, right? That was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. Yeah. And we had Central as well. Central, yep. Mm-hmm. North Carolina Central. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mr. Hollins, who was actually yeah. once a band director here at Smith. And also once a student and member of and the And also Iowa. once a, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, you guys also did one at the uh, Coliseum. Yes. Yeah. Talk, talk about that and talk about the transition to do it in a, a battle of the bands type of event mm-hmm. indoors. And what was that like? Mm-hmm. Crazy experience. So <laughs> uh, we always trying to push the envelope. So the main thing is we... Um, we um, we knew that Bojangles had once had an arena football league team, mm-hmm. uh, so we know we had a field in place. Right. Mm-hmm. But I just you know we thought it would be uh, a dope idea mm-hmm. in the middle of November to 
keep people out the cold, mm-hmm. put them in the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. It's a better experience. Now we have, and we can do a lot more with the production from mm-hmm. a, a lighting, yeah. from, mm-hmm. from a film perspective, showing replays and mm-hmm. all of that, those different things, but also putting it in that small field. Yeah. Uh, and um, it also does something for the sound in regards mm-hmm. to sound being right there, in which marching band fans, they thrive off of the sound of the band. Mm-hmm. So even in that space, uh, because the way it's built out and that the, the sound is contained, everyone sounds mm-hmm. phenomenal in there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a great experience, man. I got a question. Yep. Because yeah. from what I'm hearing, this this sounds amazing. But I had to remind myself that you guys are married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is that like being in business with your partner, your husband, your wife? You know, and, and, and as, as much as you feel comfortable. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, talk about that. Because I, I just, it's dope, but it's like, I know it has to be hard because if you conflict on an idea or something, you don't want to carry that back because it's the business, but it's like, it's us. So talk about that. Um, I, I will say, I will say this, um, just to see how we've grown since 2009 to right. 2020, um, the growth has been understanding and differentiating just that from my business partner to my husband right. and from my husband to my business partner. Now, when we're in business settings, I mean, to the point where we keep it very professional, like if I was in a meeting with you or whomever and we're, we're talking business, he's Mr. Johnson. If we are setting up appointments or anything, it's Mr. Johnson um, because I report to him. Um, and it's that respect. And one thing I do appreciate that we both do is we stay in one another's lane. Like my husband is very much the visionary mm-hmm. of Kingdom Plug and HBCU culture. Very much. I am more the lane of he tells me the vision and I will execute it. If that means that I get the proper people in place, making sure facilities are good, whatever the case may be. Um, definitely want to shout out Jessica Max, who is awesome, awesome, awesome in logistics. And matter of fact, she's the very person that keeps us together who also marched in the band, who is also a Smithite. Um, yeah, shout, shout out, out to um, her as well as Viticus Thomas as well, yeah, who helps, helps us out with hosting. But I think for us is differentiating our personal life from our professional life and keeping that mutual respect of what he does and then also respecting what we each bring to the table. Because I realized that I can't execute nothing if there's no vision. Right. And he could have all the vision in the world, but if it's not executed, it means nothing. Um, and I think for yeah. us, he has, I wanna tell, I wanna say this publicly, my husband does really great at making it clear that home life is the priority. Like we can do all of these things. We can go help this person do this and travel and this business and this project. But if home life is not in order, nothing else makes sense. And so for him, when home life is in order, we can be successful at this, that, and the third. And I, and I will honestly say that since this whole growth period, that has definitely, definitely happened. Yeah. So. I like that. I, w- I would say also, just to add on to that, just being able to compartmentalize, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everything goes in a box, right? This is the business box, okay? Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, this has to cut off, right? right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that we learned over time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we do very well now. Mm-hmm. Now for me is, 
is learning to create boundaries with business partners or uh, vendors or whatever, where mm-hmm. you know, if you call me after such and such, I'm not picking up that phone that's so true. because that's done and it's now her time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think um, I think any couple can be successful at doing business together as long as you create boundaries. And that's something that we've done great at over time. Now, again, this is learned. Mm-hmm. It doesn't start out that way. No. Right. It right. doesn't start out where we're able to have right. conversations, you know, be able to navigate through conflict, right? You know, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. my wife is very uh, opinionated, right? <laughs> so uh, get in trouble back on that plane. Right? Huh? No, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm cool now, no, but but um, she's very <clears throat> opinionated. But I'm also very opinionated, right? So if you got two opinionated people that are not willing willing to bend then that's not going to work out. And we figured that out early on. Right. Once we figured out, like, hey, this is your strength, mm-hmm. do you. Yeah. You know, this is my strength, I'm going to do me. And at the same time, uh, she hit on something. Uh, we truly respect, um, you know, at the end, she trusts me with a lot, right? Mm-hmm. She trusts at the end of the day, if I truly believe in something and believe it should go in this direction, she's going to give me the benefit of the doubt that, that it's going to work out fine. Yeah. And I think that's instrumental for just from a man point of view, right? Just, I just want to say that, right? Yeah. If you know from a married man point of view, knowing that um, my wife has my back even as a business partner to the point where she'll trust my decisions. Even when I don't understand. I was going to say, even when I don't understand it. Like Frank can come to me and say the sky's pink. And I'd be like... Well, it looks blue, but right. if that's but, what you're going to go with, then but, that's, what, that's what we're going to do. But she know by the end of the day, I got a plan to make it pink. Exactly. So, and, and oftentimes, it was hard because my mind goes, like, people see um, people see a networking event. But at that net time, I was seeing arena shows. Mm-hmm. 11 years ago. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I was seeing this. This is okay. This is right. step one. To the arena. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. So, and she's been able to see that over time, like, hey, this is the vision. I can trust it. I've seen the progress. Let's run. It sounds like compromise. It sounds like trusting one another, even when you don't don't or may not understand at the moment. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that you you said that it didn't always start this way. That's right. Because sometimes it takes clash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or disagreements Mm -hmm. or just... More compromise to get it. Like, you know what? I realize she is really good at this. So let me just let her own that and vice versa. He's really good at casting the vision. All I have to do is execute it. You know what I mean? But I think that's dope. I had to ask just because it's like, you know, again, I scroll, I see these things. I'm like, man, that's pretty dope. Mm -hmm. They are doing this together. I wonder how... How is it behind the curtain, though? Oh, yeah. You know and I think, I think for me, I, I think the breaking point, if you will, for me is when I realized that if I didn't step back, if I didn't trust the process, if I didn't um, receive uh, even help from people that we were bringing on board, because there was a time where I was so stuck into, like, this is our little baby, and we started, and yeah, this yeah. is ours, and I don't want it. It was at that point where I realized that I was in the way of progress. I was standing in the way of that because I wanted to just stay stuck in my ways. Yeah. And so when it came to that, it was just like, wait a minute, will I stop our growth? No. So for me, it had to be comfortable with my strengths and 
just utilize that and walk in that and be confident in that. And I think because of that, that's what honestly is what made it work. Yeah. I like to ask my guests um, this question and I want two perspectives, please. Mm -hmm. Lady first. Sure. How do you guys measure success in your business and what you do? Um, for, I I don't want to speak for us, but I know we're on the same page with that. But for me, I would say for us, if one person life, one, if one person life was impacted, we won. Um, it's not about how many seats were sold. It's not how many people bought tickets to the events. It's not, uh, the sponsorship dollars we received. It's not about that. If one student somehow ends up at an HBCU culture event um, with their parent or with family member, what have you, in the case may be, and they made a decision to attend an HBCU or they benefited from a scholarship or whatever, if one life was changed, because in everything we do, it's about serving. Everything we do is about serving. It has nothing to do with Frank and I. It has nothing to do with the business itself. It's about serving. So if one person's life was impacted and changed, we won. Sounds like the power of one. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to get to you mm-hmm. in a second, but I want to interject. Um, I've heard that uh, said in many ways, but it's very true because so much of the life we live, whether it's social media, whether mm-hmm. it's our bank account, mm-hmm. whether it's anything, mm-hmm. it's a number attached and we get lost mm-hmm. in the scoreboard. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Still but it's purpose. like, Hey, and like I tell mm-hmm. him, you know, like, hey, I'm not, he told me, don't look at the numbers on this mm-hmm. podcast yet. Mm-hmm. Measure it later. Mm-hmm. He was like, go off the feedback, mm-hmm. go off the feeling. And, this mm-hmm. t- and people were saying, hey, I listened to it on this day. I listened to it in the car. Mm-hmm. He was like, let that fuel you. Don't yeah. go about how many downloads and stuff yeah. like that. But it's so easy in today's society oh, to be like, yes. how many views? How many yeah. likes? How many yeah. shares? Mm-hmm. We didn't sell out. What? We sold out last yeah. year. You know yep. what I mean? Such and such, yep. you know what I mean? That kind yeah, yeah. of thing. So yep. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. What about you, brother? I would say um, very similar to that is um, the metrics that I go by uh, is the impact that we're making, right? So impact. Uh, the core of the uh, HBCU Culture Foundation is to create scholarships and opportunities uh, for these band students. And it's also... Um, it's also a, uh, a vehicle to shift culture. So with that in mind, right, uh, I, I feel that there's some certain things in regards to the HBCU culture th- that we all are a part of, right, that has to shift. And uh, creating a mentality of servanthood, mm-hmm. of taking care of us, uh, is a part of that mission. So... When I uh, actually went, when I go online and I see um, people duplicate some of the things that we do, mm-hmm. most people get offended. I don't. It's happening because that's what we want to happen. We want to create an environment where we all start to think, okay, what can I do to contribute to this HBCU culture or, yeah. or whatever the mission is or what is the Kingdom Plug and, and our events from that side, which are more inspirational. So, um, the whole idea for me, what measures it says, how well am I doing with shifting the culture? So that's what I measure. So it, it, I, the thing is, I understand if I take care of people, then automatically 
will be taken care of. I don't have to worry about that. Uh, but that's the whole mission for us. A measure or a metric that we measure is how well are we doing with ships? Did um, this pandemic mess up any big events you guys had planned? If so, what, what, what did you have planned? I was going to say it actually was to get real creative. Uh, we won't release any okay. information yet. Okay. But I will say uh, what we were planning, we were, gonna, we're doing it technically, but just in a very different way. That's reaching a much broader audience. Uh, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. So um, let's just say y'all get details pretty soon yeah. on what's okay. going to happen. In the- We're going to stay tuned for that. A <laughs> um, couple more questions and I will wrap here. Um, you know, we were supposed to have a homecoming. Oh, you know, yeah. you know yeah. everybody was supposed to have a homecoming, yeah. but you know, obviously like getting into this, you're like, all right, well, we'll be out of this by homecoming mm-hmm. and that'll be the fun, but Mm-hmm. It's virtual now. What are you guys thoughts on like virtual homecomings and you know what yeah. what could do to entertain people? Is that mm-hmm. something that you guys could be a part of? Yes. Yeah, so we would love to. Something that works. Don't say yeah, it. No, 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 no. I mean, we would, we would love, love to. to. Yeah, love you know. To. And uh, you know, we would love to be a part of. Okay. So. <laughs> he gave that look. Like, <laughs> like we would love to. Okay. Yeah. yeah I just uh, we just watched when they had their early homecoming and it was cool. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do think the level of space to still entertain people mm-hmm. but then I also we wore the virtual thing out mm-hmm. right. just being honest we have like, you know we have salute to yeah. yeah salute to all the versus battles yeah but it's yeah. like we just before mm-hmm. I would love to see Smith do something and obviously some money and stuff like mm-hmm. that because our HBCUs do need it mm-hmm. yeah what that's about I think you know we've had opportunities to do several virtually yeah. But there's a certain level of excellence that I, I believe you do. Yeah. And uh, but also we're we're so purpose driven. So we just don't believe in just hosting an event for the sake of hosting an event. It has to be tied to that. To your point, uh, I believe it would be a great idea to a huge, you know, Smith virtual homecoming, raise funds for the institution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, the blessing in a lot of this this time right now is okay. Unfortunately, there are cutbacks. Um, that's bad for the staff. However, diversity is a savings tool. So you can, you can actually multiply that if you have things like virtual events for fundraisers, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I think with the climate that we're in right now, with all the philanthropists that are contributing um, uh, or making donations to HBCUs, uh, it will make sense for us to position ourselves mm-hmm. uh, to put our hat And if we don't know how to do it, Utilize the experts, aka plug, Come on, man. to help you on, to yeah. with the content, with the creativity. And here's the thing: it doesn't have to be just virtual. Right. You can do safe um, in-person events um, if well thought strategically. Yeah, I. Uh, you mentioned that, so my mentor is Mr. Hughes. He's head mm-hmm. of the National Alumni Association. So mm-hmm. you know, we in like phase two point five, and I'm like, <laughs> bro, like yo, like stuff open up, like yeah. That's good. Cut, we could do something. Right. Yeah. And what he said was, and I want to bring him on the podcast, uh, Mr. Matthew, shout out to him. He's a great brother and great mentor. Mm-hmm. He he said that it's just too risky still. Mm-hmm. And the virus is still mm-hmm. out there. And you don't, know you don't that mm-hmm. and you don't want any to get sick and to mm-hmm. point the finger at you yeah. or the institution. Mm-hmm. And so that's my guy, you know, I was like, all right, man. I'm like, but you like, oh, 
And know, again, and there's and again, there's yeah. even avenues to address that. Right. Um, with everything that even people are doing now, for That's example, cool. if uh, with COVID waivers, for example, like even before, like for example, if you're preparing for an event or what have you, case may be, before a person right. could even let's say purchase a ticket. Before you come to this tailgate, I'm gonna need you to sign right here. This we need this potato Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they can you and they but, can do. But you also you. You do it respectfully. Like, yeah. I'm going to stay within right. my space. Social distance. Uh, you know, right? We walk and talk to each other. Or something. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and that's really... And you can create thing. those spaces where it's still within six feet apart and everything like that. But again, you'll contact and plug. For yeah, that. contact Kingdom <laughs> Plug. <man. laughs> Go to kingdomplug.com. Fill out the contact us form. Oh, and that, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Get it over to us. Do you guys have anything coming up? You know? When I say anything coming up, meaning by the end of this calendar year that people can look forward to, I do have a clothing line in the works. Mm -hmm. yep. Talk about that. Yep, yep. So we have one today, <laughs> HBCU Culture Matters. And, you got um, mine in your suitcase. So I didn't know oh, what your we, size was. We just said that. We and, just uh, Matter of fact, packed mine. That's cool. It, mine is that magically appeared in her bag. Your wife did what? Come on. We did the right thing. Though. See what I'm saying? Thank you. Come on, man. <laughs> she got I'm this. Nah, cool. HBCU culture matters. HBCU culture matters. Yeah. So um, the whole purpose of the shirt is this calendar year, September to September next year, we want to raise one million dollars to go directly for the ships for our HBCU students. So we want to provide a million in scholarships directly to our HBCU students from these T-shirts. What are they going to sell? Um, these shirts will be on sale within the next two weeks. You can go to hbcuculture.com mm -hmm. to, to get your shirt. I don't want one for free, bro. I'm going to buy a couple. Because, oh, yeah. you, know, um, you can buy a couple, but we're still going to send you of your course. Yeah, man, it's cool. But right. you guys, uh, because we have to keep the money on, right? Exactly. And um, I had a nice sale, and... I don't know, this, bro, but your, your wife, she, she spent some money on the site. I was <laughs> like, the notification came through, and I was like, maybe she added some extra stuff by accident. I was like, I appreciate it. And I personally. Yeah. I just seen the package when they come through. I said, oh, listen, keep the money on. I personally sent her a message, and I was like, your package is on. Yeah. Thank you for the support. And that's how this whole conversation came about because. Man. Not because she spent yeah. this amount of money. This is support. Where you spend your money shows where you care to mm -hmm. me. Yeah. And, and I tell people, whether you buy a mask, a shirt, or buy five, whatever, like, it's more than you know. And that's what I wanted to tell. And that's how this conversation started. I said, man, big up, y'all. I see y'all doing y'all thing. When y'all come to Charlotte, I want y'all. Now, I didn't know y'all was going to go on Expedia <laughs> and, and, and book a flight to come here. But it's dope, man. And I, I, I love it because... There's so many of us out here grinding, putting on, right. and, and, and I think we realize it now. So what I'm saying is I want to give y'all y'all flowers. Thank you. Still here to just keep going, keep encouraging, keep sharing that information, keep on platforms like mine, mm -hmm. because you, we don't know who's listening. We don't yeah. know who's going to, you know what? That's a good idea. Boom, boom, boom. Put some stuff in the works. Right. Because, again, I went back. I said Uptown Swag. I remember those mm -hmm. days. Yep. And every journey just starts with that one mm -hmm. step. Y'all selling our stadiums now, but it started with a force and network 40. event. 40 people. We just thought we were doing So keep going. <laughs> keep going. And I think shout out, I want to say shout out to you. Um, I think even since you started this, and not even just started this, but like everything, the, you, the, the brand. brand period um, that you have, it has, in my opinion, like, 
made made you as a Smith Smithite just be so proud to be from Smith. Greatness comes from Smith, regardless of what you do. And I look at everything that you like, not even just for Smith and just what you do to like black business, period. It's like that's cool. Like, and it's it's for that, that's impact for the community large. That's just not this individual person or this individual so what have you like that's impact for the community at large so just for you for even having the mentality and you creating this culture where we serve one another we build one another we support one so yeah. that's what i appreciate that, that's that's culture shifting that's culture shifting same thing that's literally what that is literally like you are essentially she mentalities on what it means to take care of one another. Like, it, we don't have to go outside. We don't have to look there. Like, we are the answer. We are the solution that we're waiting on someone else to come up with. Like, it's right here. It came from your Betty's Court Road. Like, to your point, like, it's a lot of us that us literally have no clue about that are doing amazing things. Yep. And I think that you even taking the time to put this all together and highlight this, it shows a lot about who you are as a person, um, not even just as a, a business owner, as a person. And for that, it's most respect. Much respect. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to tell you. That was, that was <laughs> no, but again, you know, just just keeping the energy circulating, mm-hmm. it's it's our duty and it's very important that we not only keep the money on the Ford, mm-hmm. and the Ford could be always mm-hmm. say whatever you are, mm-hmm. but it's we got to trust each other yeah. yes. as, as, as black business owners. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about that for to trust each other more. And we just have to, because we've been kind of couldn't wash mm-hmm. that the other side is mm-hmm. better for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But in this climate right here mm-hmm. in which we in, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to I'm go through my catalog first mm-hmm. before I go out mm-hmm. that catalog. Mm-hmm. And so this platform will always be a space mm-hmm. from people from 100 Betty's for Road mm-hmm. or the community Correct. because we keep uplifting each mm-hmm. other and you never know who's watching, mm-hmm. who's listening, and we get to connect the mm-hmm. dots. You That's know what I'm right. saying? And, mm-hmm. and I know bigger things are coming with guys are doing, and, and I know, not to get spiritual, mm-hmm. but I know the enemy doesn't want to see this. Of right course. Here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Of right. course. And, and, and this season has just so been crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just mm-hmm. want to tell y'all, keep going and keep mm-hmm. fighting through what it is. Absolutely. What y'all doing is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's inspirational because so many of us and I'm of the culture, like we look at this couple mm-hmm. or celebrity couple, this mm-hmm. and it's like those are goals to me. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect, I don't have a relationship goals mm-hmm. in a because I don't put nobody on a pedestal, mm-hmm. but I respect mm-hmm. people and couples like yourselves like that's out here grinding and hustling and Thank getting you. it done. Oh, it's a compromise, mm-hmm. and I know it works. So keep going, mm-hmm. man. Bro. Appreciate you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man, you. but. Shout your socials out. Shout your website out. One more time to know how they can support the scholarship, support the mm-hmm. merch, mm-hmm. the events. Yep. Shout out to You can actually go to www.hbcu.com to follow us in regards to all things HBCU culture. In regards to the overall company site, you can go to kingdomplug.com. Links to hbcuculture.com as well. And you'll see more of an assortment of an events and uh, services that we provide. And Instagram that's right. Um, you can go to at HBCU Culture um, and at Kingdom.plug. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can follow us on all of those different things. And um, just put in your search bar HBCU Culture or Kingdom Plug on and you'll be able to find us there mm-hmm. as well.
All right, any parting words? Oh, I'm just grateful. Like, I, we need more of this. Yeah. Like, this is a to me. And I think it change starts with conversation. Mm -hmm. We need platforms like this. We need spaces like this. We need safe spaces. Like, we need questions like this to be asked. Yeah. That requires us to also, even in moments like this, appreciate how far we've come. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that's, it. That's, that's perspective. Yep. All right, well, this has been another great episode. Uh, my, my first time communicating, talking with people. Um, I'm sure they're uh, flight boards in a couple <laughs> hours, so I'm going to get them out of here. But I want to thank the Johnsons again. This has been another episode of Keeping the Money on the Floor. We're out. <laughs>